Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm James. And this is Outsourced. Each week, we'll be discussing different topics around freelancing and being self-employed. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Outsource with me, James and Caroline. Hello, welcome back. Sorry we've had a couple of weeks off, we're just trying to get our heads around the coronavirus and the lockdown. Yeah, I, I think I think it's been a really weird time for everybody, so I'm sure that you can understand that we've, we're still having to work, not having to work, it's obviously a good thing that we get to work full time. Um, which is great, but I think sometimes you just don't get a minute to think about what's going on. And um, so we we usually do this podcast either early in the mornings or late at night. And I just think those times at the moment have been quite sacred for us to just get our head around everything. But we're back. We're back. And we did have our birthdays as well, didn't we? Which, yeah. um, again, was quite difficult and strange just to get your head that that you're spending your birthdays alone. Yeah. Especially when it was significant birthday for us both. Exactly. And I think a lot of people in the coming weeks will be going through that same scenario as us of ha- having a birthday. Um, and we were 30. So, yeah, it felt we had we had a lot of plans and a lot of things cancelled. And I know that that's not the biggest deal in the grand scheme of things. But I also think that it's nice to, to recognise your own sadness. Like, I don't. I, I always say, oh, well, you know, it's not the biggest deal, but also it was sad and it was rubbish. And sometimes you just need to be like, okay, yeah, this this is rubbish. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's it's everyone, aren't we? We're all trying to get our heads around this. We're all trying to work out how this is going to be normal life for the foreseeable future and how we're going to manage mentally and physically as well. So there's a lot of change. There's a lot of things to get used to. There's a lot of adaptation that we all need to try and do and I guess we're all doing that at our own pace and our, in our own way um, and yes yeah, so unfortunately that the, the podcast did take a bit of a hit for a couple of weeks but we're back we're we've got our lives sort of back on track a little bit and a bit more focused so I think what I one one thing I would say um, is routine is essential at the moment um, I think for the last couple of weeks we've fallen out of routine completely um and just been taking day by day not really making much progress in life terms and also i think it's absolutely fine if you're not making life progress at the moment because you know it's it's a weird time but for us getting back into a bit of a routine of waking up at our usual times we've started doing the joe wicks pe workout in the morning just just little things that can anchor your day down i think have well for us they've certainly made a huge difference cool um anyway we might as well jump into what we're talking about today which is related to the coronavirus because of course that is what is on everybody's minds at the moment um and it's ways to make your face-to-face business work online there are a lot of small businesses that we speak to um that we buy from and many of them are having the same sort of issues at the moment they're not sure how to change their business to work online during these times yeah and obviously it's a really difficult time for a lot of freelancers and small businesses that are very much focused in the physical face-to-face environment and 
it is a case unfortunately it is a case that you've got to adapt and evolve or you will struggle um, and hopefully we can give a couple of tips and things that we've 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 thought about that can help you in that journey and in that process and it might not be one one uh, solution fits all and it might not be the answer for everyone but maybe some of these these tips and these advice can spark an idea in your head or it can give you that little bit of motivation you need to to do something a little bit different or something that you've that you you've never done as a business or as a as a self-employed person because you've never needed to but obviously now this is the time that we're having to do different things we're having to step outside our comfort zone and we're having to try things as well because it's it is that sort of evolve or die effectively yeah and um i think the last couple of weeks as well since we went into so we went into lockdown on James's birthday, which was the twenty third of March. So it's been it's been two, two weeks, weeks today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think since then we've seen a lot of. I mean, I've been following a lot of businesses locally just to gauge what people are liking them. And so we've got some really good tips based on how other people are doing it and how they're approaching it. And everyone has taken a different approach, which makes for quite an interesting podcast because it gives you quite a lot of different ways of um, approaching this new time. And I do, I do, obviously it is really tough for a lot of people at the moment and incomes are being affected and livelihoods are being affected. But I do, I do enjoy seeing people rise to the challenge and I do see people being creative and people just having to, like I say, it's that fight or flight. And I, I do... I enjoy seeing small businesses and freelancers coming up with these unique solutions to try and aid their business and try and keep something that they've built and they love going in this really tough time. And it's interesting that most, I mean, I know that this isn't the case for everyone, but most of the businesses and the freelancers that we've been talking to um, that I follow on social media, that they have all really risen to the occasion. And I think it's one of those things that if somebody in December said to all of these small businesses, this is what's gonna happen, how are you gonna cope? They'd be like, well, we're not, there's no way we can deal with that. But then you don't realize until you're in this whole experience that you do deal with these things and you do deal with hardship. Um, And I think it will definitely be a lesson to all of us that if your worst freelancer reality uh worst freelancer nightmares become a reality you you can cope mm. um and it's the same for employed people as well um it isn't an easy time but people are people are coping people are managing in their own way um so my first my first thought and what i've seen a lot of and it's i guess quite an easy thing to do if you're a shop um but it's bringing your services online via your website. Yeah, and you'd like to think that if you did have a, a retail outlet or a, um, some, whatever it might be, you would have thought you would already have a, a digital presence and you'd have an online presence. But if you don't, then it's probably, this is the time that's gonna highlight even more this fact that you need this online presence and you need a digital uh, platform. And is there any tips that you would give a an online shop as a designer who has got a website, got some sort of online presence, but not an e-commerce store? Is there any quick quick ways of doing this to just get all your products online so that you can at least sell in some capacity? Yeah, I think making the most of 
um, Facebook is a good platform because they do have a a shop slash shopping feature um, that they that they've built and they've they make it really easy to create products and sell products through the website and I'm pretty sure it is free as well to sell on Facebook and there's also things that the bigger companies like PayPal do for example and you can just set up what they call buttons and so you could just send customers links to to PayPal products or buttons and again it's a way to take money and and to to process that online payment because if you go down the sort of more traditional e-commerce website route then you are probably looking at paying a designer or paying a web developer to create that website or even using a Squarespace or Wix something like that which they come with ongoing monthly fees so there are options but most of them do require some investment but if you are looking for that quick win then Facebook is probably the way to go because they do offer um, they do offer the, the free options and obviously the reach on Facebook is it's like nothing else so that's probably a good starting point yeah because I was gonna say if you if you're an e-commerce uh, if you're a website and you haven't got e-commerce uploading and taking pictures of all those products that's not a quick win is it I mean that's not something that you're gonna be able to do overnight um saying that i have seen companies who they haven't decided to develop an e-commerce store but they have put almost like a stock take of everything they've got on their website so people can go on find out what like have just have a look at what they've got in stock basically and then they can pay through paypal or um in the case of one of the the, the companies that i've seen you send them an email with what you'd like and then they give you a call and they process your payment over the phone so i know that these ways are a little bit finicky and they're not quite what you would do if we weren't in a national crisis but they're they're just ways that you can adapt your business to a new model and i think the the consumer of (coughs) today as well is very understanding they understand what's happening they're understanding that companies are having to move quickly and adapting quickly so if if you are a small business and you can't afford or want to to send your pictures to get professionally photographed or whatever it might be then I think just you taking decent photos on your phone is enough at the moment and I think people understand that and like you say some of the businesses we've seen on Facebook they'll put a menu or a a list of what they've got available and they will just take phone pictures and that that will suffice for now and I think people are very understanding and people aren't looking for this sort of polished finished product at the moment um you can almost get away with a little bit less and there's there's that less of a consumer demand for that sort of perfection yeah and that's and that's really quite interesting thing isn't it because I mean imagine say in December do like some of the things that companies are doing right now imagine those those things working they just wouldn't people would be like why is this so sloppy but people don't care at the moment they have completely lowered their expectations because they understand what's happening in the world so I think that if you want to keep your business going you don't have to worry too much about the perfection about like James said worrying that everything is like something's not quite ready to go online just get it out there and um yeah as certainly us as consumers we've we've definitely changed our approach to 
to caring about that sort of thing for the time being. Yeah, I think that the saying done is better than perfect is so relevant right now. Because yeah. getting something online, having something available, you never know. If you are selling food, for example, someone might not be able to get a delivery slot from a supermarket, so they might be desperate for some food. So if you're taking a picture of your cakes or your curries with your 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 phone and just uploading them to Facebook, then that, that might be enough for someone and that might be all they need to feed their family for the week or whatever so yeah done is definitely better than perfect at the moment yeah and i and i think that that's an, a good point about um shops that sell food because that's something that i mean we've been following and we've been using a lot of the local deli type um companies uh, in our local area because it's not just because they're local i mean we love supporting local businesses and i try to do that whenever but also i just think that they're they're able to keep up with the demand at the moment better than the big supermarkets because the big supermarkets have got so many different problems to to deal with um so we've actually found that some of the products that we couldn't get in the supermarkets we've been able to quite easily get via local delis um and also there's the added bonus of all of this produce being fresh and being local um, so not only are you supporting a local business, you're supporting further local businesses through buying local. Um, so that's just something that, from a consumer point of view, to just bear in mind if you're struggling to get anything in the supermarkets at the moment. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was people who provide services, because I think that they are maybe, I don't know if you would agree, the hardest hit in the self-employed world. I and mean, mm. we're talking about builders decorators hairdressers people who make a living through being face to face Mm. um and i mean really it's pretty much impossible at the moment for them to make money because you're not allowed to see people face to face you're not allowed to wander into someone's house you're not allowed to open up your salon and have people come in um but also these people will not be always getting paid through government schemes because a lot of the self-employed schemes aren't ready yet they're not ready until june um so whilst the future hopefully is looking a bit brighter for these types of self-employed people at the moment things will probably feel like a bit of a struggle yeah like you say these this is probably the the people that have been hit the hardest by this because because they physically cannot do what they do and that is that is obviously really tough and there's a lot of freelancers and a lot of small businesses that are running as normal because they're set up for this remote work style or they're they're set up not to interact face to face but obviously there are some people that are and this if if we can give any advice i guess it's to these people because they are the ones that have literally gone from 100 to 0 pretty much overnight as as of march 23rd when it was we were not allowed to go and see people or interact with people so I think we've we've both spoken about this and um and prepped for this but I think this comes from the sort of the corporate world and becoming a thought leader and I think Joe Wicks is probably the perfect case study and we could explain and obviously talk around what he he does but that's a he's a he's a great case study and I think we should just focus around what he's done because that can be transferred into a lot of different industries um so if you're not aware of joe wicks he is a personal trainer again he's not the only personal trainer in the world there's thousands of them 
but he did it very differently and he did it in the sense that he became a thought leader so he became do you want to explain what thought leader yeah, yeah so he became an expert in his field he became someone that you can rely on for information and someone that you trust for this information and he did that by giving away a lot of free content and i've seen this done in lots of different industries not just the the personal training industry but like i say joe joe wicks is a great example um so he he gave away tons of free content uploaded youtube videos did instagram um when stories just came out and he was very popular on instagram stories and i assume he did snapchat and he did all of these different social media channels but he didn't ask for anything back he's just giving away giving away giving away giving away so much content giving away recipes workout plans stretches um whatever it might be and then and then that turns into you know of joe wicks the body coach as this expert as as the 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 nation's personal trainer as this nutritional um guru that can make these lean in 15 meals and things like that and then you convert that into money and you convert that into commercials whether that's through book sales or actually taking personal training sessions or i'm sure he obviously i've never um i've never paid joe wicks in the sort of direct sense but i'm sure he does we've got his book we've got some of his books but i'm sure he does personal training for celebrities or I don't know. He, might, he, he he probably does those. Um, you know, they do those hotel retreats. Maybe yeah. not now, but maybe I I, th- I know a lot of kind of hope high profile personal trainers that make so much money from doing retreats. They just go abroad to these really luxurious places, and because of who they are, they get to charge loads of money to people who want to come. Yeah, they, so, there's so yeah yeah. Sorry. So he was he, he was when he started off this journey. He probably thought, what on earth am I doing? I'm Given away all of this information, all of this knowledge that I've been to university and I've been on, I've, I've been on courses and I've learnt through experience, and I'm giving all of this away for free, and you're not getting anything back. And that at the beginning, that can be super frustrating, and that can be you can question yourself, and you can. I think um, we watched a Joe Wicks video trying to do the, the at-home fitness at the moment, and he said his first live stream, he had 25 people. So if you take your mum, your dad, your sister and your brother-in-law and whoever out of that, that's probably only 10 random people watched him in that first live stream. And then this this little um, personal trainer or PE with Joe that he's doing at the moment, it's got over a million views every single video. So you think in five years, he's gone from 25 views to over a million. And that's that is through building that credibility and building that trust and not expecting something in return straight away. And I think that that is, that, that is a, a really <coughs> interesting general rule of business because when, I mean, we speak to and we deal with a lot of small businesses and one of the first, I mean, not always, because I do think a lot of people get it, but a lot of people also are just in it to make money from the offset and they 100%. don't understand that there is this massive there's so much you have to overcome to get to that point where you can just be demanding of people's money people aren't going to part with their hard-earned cash without that credibility without you becoming as james said a, a thought leader um and you don't really get that without offering up your skills in in that way i mean 
you, of course you can. I mean, he, I'm sure on the side, as when he first started off, he was probably doing personal training and that sort of thing when he was getting paid. But you do have to be prepared to offer up and especially in these times, which is really difficult because a lot of people just haven't got enough money to, to spend on things like um, online personal training right now. Um, and that's why so, so many people are giving away tutorials and content for free. Yeah, and I think you've got to understand that this isn't an overnight thing and it's not an overnight success. And like like you said at the moment, you might be scrapping around and panicking because your income has gone to zero. So you think, I can't afford or I can't spend the time on doing these free things because I need to earn money. But if if the earning money side of it isn't possible at the moment, if you've explored things like selling online and and we've got a couple of other tips later down, uh, later to come, but if you've explored all those things and it's not possible to make money, then don't just sit around and mope and use this time negatively. Use this time to create these online workbooks or these videos or these, whether it is a podcast or, or blog posts or whatever it might be, just to be putting content out there that make people realize that whatever you do, you are the best at it in the world. Or you might not necessarily be the best at it, but you know what you're talking about. And you've got that credibility and you've got that 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 noused about you that you know that if you need if 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 we're going to need hairdressers again we're going to need beauticians again we're going to need builders again after all of this happens so make sure that you're the first person that that person thinks of when they need that hairdresser they need that builder or whoever it might be they go oh yeah i've i've been watching his or her content on youtube for the last 6 months hopefully it's not 6 months but i've been watching it on youtube for 6 months they're the people that i'm going to pay to then come and do whatever i need them to do so it's getting building that reputation and building your online brand we've spoken about that before but it's building your online brand because you have to at the moment and and you've sort of got no choice and you might sit here and think well my industry definitely can't be like joe wicks and i can't convert this into an online world and i can't give away free content to then take it back but mrs hinch probably said the same thing and people that don't know who mrs hinch is i don't know if she did have a cleaning background or was a cleaner but she became a cleaning influencer on social media just because she gave away free innovative creative tips on how to get coffee stains out or how to clean your shower plug hole she didn't just go oh put mr muscle down the plug she thought of different creative ways and all of a sudden she is now the cleaning thought leader if anyone if any brands want to work with a cleaning influencer or a thought leader or an expert Mrs. Hinch is the one that they go to. So she probably, I don't know if she did it on purpose or it, she just fell into it. I don't it. think she did do it on purpose. But that just shows you that cleaning, you, if you're if you're a cleaner or if you're in that world, you might be sitting there thinking, well, it's impossible for me to make money online because I need to go into people's houses and I need to, I need to clean them or I need to go into offices and I need to clean them. Mrs. Hinch is a perfect example of how that is possible. And so... If you're sitting there thinking that your business, you can't apply this to your business, then I'm prob- you're probably wrong because sh- she's proved it. Joe Wicks proved it. And I know there's hundreds of PTs doing things online now, but they're kind of in his shadow and they're, they're, they're three or four years behind him. Um, so I think you can do it and you can start. 
and yes you might have to be creative yes you might have to be a little bit different but that's you've got this time to think about that now and focus on it and um and and just don't i think the biggest takeaway is don't expect overnight success and don't be put off if the first video that you put on youtube might only get 50 views don't don't think oh forget it then i'm i'm done i'm out of here you've got to keep that consistency you've got to keep going because your content will improve and it will start to get the eyeballs on it that you think you need and that's something that we've spoken about before that even if you're just speaking to one person put all your effort into speaking to that one person um because if they think your content is great then they'll recommend it and it will go on and on like that um i think even if you have got one view that's one person who is so invested in what you're doing that they're willing i don't know to the pop will use this podcast as an example listen to this start to finish that's a really great thing to to have um and so you have to keep things going regardless of how you're feeling at the moment just because there are people out there that that really that that, that look to you to brighten up their day during difficult times so um and don't I, and don't forget that once this is all over these people are going to need to spend we're going to spend money again and we're going to engage in contractors and services again so if you've managed to keep afloat and you're still going then great you're going to become that 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 person that people lean on and people are willing to pay um she's one more example i've got i've got a friend who's an osteopath and again his business has gone to zero because he requires being in the same room as someone pulling them around stretching them moving them etc so he has started creating online videos and content and he's not expecting any money for them he's not expecting great views or whatever it is but he knows that if he's got three months of content then that puts him in such a better position when things are back to i say back to normal in quotes i don't know if normal will ever be the same again but when things are back then he will be he's been he's been everywhere on people's social media content he's been his website will improve and all of these things have just slowly tick over and then hopefully when when people are accepting clients again and can see face to face then all of that goodwill and all of that hard work that he's put in now will then pay off in the future um, and also i just wanted to touch on paid versus free content yeah and what your thoughts were because i would say the majority of businesses right now big small whether you're employed or not are giving away content for free now i'm guessing that they're doing that because firstly people maybe just don't have the appetite to spend money on more than their essentials at the moment um, a lot of people are having to defer mortgages um defer loans payments they're not going to be in the position to spend say 20 pounds on a video personal training session just because that's not where the economy is at at the moment um but that's not to say that people aren't still offering some level of paid service and i wondered what you thought what was your opinion on that yeah let, uh, just quickly on uh, firstly on the on the state of the economy and again I'm, I'm a no economist so don't 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 quote me on this but i do think that we will see a rise or a, a stability in spending soon because yes there, there's that initial panic of i've got no work i've got to buy all of the toilet rolls i've got to buy 
six months worth of fuel and store it or whatever people have been doing to be crazy but that i think that 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 initial peak will ease off and then again like i say we this has got to be our normal for the foreseeable future whether it is 12 weeks six months however long this is so i think people will start to have that appetite to spend again and people will have money to to spend and certainly when some of the government payouts come into to to effect and people start to get some of those that money so don't don't kind of be completely put off with money that's not being spent at the moment i think it is coming back and i use um one of our neighbors runs a um he runs an underwear e-commerce store and he said the first couple of weeks literally he had zero sales going from sort of 100 to 100 a day to five because people were not buying underwear and they weren't buying these sort of consumer goods they were essentials only they were buying food and making sure that everything was okay but he said it's actually come back up and it's kind of normalized a little bit now because people are starting to (laughs) we've we've got to we can't be in survival mode forever we've got to also enjoy ourselves and we've got to try and spend and do things like we would normally so I do think the sort of the survival mode is on its way out and people are starting to go right okay how do I make this normal how do I make this my actual day-to-day how do I still buy things online because we still need products or items to make ourselves feel good or whatever it is well that's interesting actually because I've seen a lot of debates on Twitter about whether people should still be buying online or not um and I mean, some people are saying, well, it's not fair. I mean, the two arguments are that people are saying it's not fair on delivery drivers to keep making them work. And then the other argument to counter that is, well, you're keeping these people in business. Mm. Um, You're not just keeping the delivery drivers in business. You're also keeping the online shop that you're paying for um, products for in business. So there's, there's definitely two sides to that. I probably lean towards the as long as people are happy to be in work then it's important to keep them in business i think if the delivery drivers were all um up in arms about this situation saying that they didn't want to work then that's a really different situation but i think this is the livelihood for most people and delivery drivers are luckily able to just plonk your delivery on your doorstep and then you just you don't even see them so there are ways of doing it yeah i think it's i think it's fine like you say until there's until there's sort of um a mass rebellion against it yeah yeah, that it's not okay and just also expect that things are a bit slower like asos for example biggest online retailer in the uk they they are not doing next day delivery now because their fulfillment centers are understaffed and they're dpd are understaffed so just sort of expect and don't uh, don't don't be annoyed that your next day delivery might turn into three or four day delivery yeah um but going back to the free versus paid content i think it it comes back down to that building credibility and that building that trust because again let's use joe wicks for an example if joe wicks when he just started came out and said he's releasing a cookbook and you've got to pay 20 pound for this cookbook and he's doing an online course for for 100 pound and you get 50 exercises on that online course if it's joe wicks and you don't know who he is then you're probably not going to pay for that because yeah 
you might get a handful of sales just because he might have a fancy website or someone might have know his mum or whatever it might be you will get a handful of sales but to turn it into the mash you really have to build that following first and unfortunately or fortunately however you see it giving away free content is a way to build that following it is a way to make yourself an industry leader and an expert and once you make yourself an expert then it's easier to give away free uh, give give away I say give away it's then easier to charge for content because you have that you go okay I've 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 taken an hour free video off him now I'll pay for five hour course or whatever it might be and that's actually what a lot of companies are doing at the moment and this is probably i would say if you are still needing to well obviously i know everyone needs to make money but if you really cannot just give away free content um a lot of businesses are doing a uh, are doing free content and then they're doing almost like a paid war on yeah on certain things so like um there's some cycling classes that people have been doing online they do free igtv videos every day and then they have a paywall for like really exclusive best trainers um sort of more uh, perhaps the the free workouts will be half an hour whereas the paid workouts will be an hour and they tier it like that um so there are ways to do that if you really don't want to be giving away all your content for free but i would say that giving away some of it for free will will help you in the future yeah this isn't new this is a new marketing tactic um some people might refer to it as gated content in the sense that you 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 dangle a carrot but then you you need whether that's an email address or um, actual money or whatever it might be to get to that gated content that deeper content that that look like you say we all need to make money at the end of the day so Joe Wicks wasn't giving away all this free information just out of the goodness of his heart he did he would have had a long term plan that he did want to sell cookbooks and he did want to do online courses and motivational speeches or school visits for money so it's the same with businesses I, I work with a, a security company in London and they're they they give away a lot of free information to a point and then that can that can even be three quarters of the way through an article or a, a blog post or a, a a white paper or whatever it might be and then to read the final little bit you need to or to read the conclusion or the hypothesis or whatever it might be you need to give over your email address or some contact details so that they can market to you these things aren't new and they've been going on for years and years and years and they'll continue to but I think this is interesting how it's sort of now dripping through into the freelance world and into the self-employed world that you're going to give away a little bit to then take in the future. And I think as well, given that it's quite an uncertain time for people, giving them some free content to see whether they, if they haven't ever come across you before, they might really appreciate looking at an IGTV. I mean, we made a pizza at the weekend through a recipe of someone who I've never found before I just so happened to find them on IGTV and now I follow them and now that's the start of my relationship with this influencer based on a random pizza recipe that she gave away for free online that was great um and I think that 
that in that way you can allow people to see whether they like you or not and i don't mean like as in whether they think that you're a good person i just mean like the content that you're producing but it's it's, again it's not new but it's just applying it differently well it's applying in different circumstances isn't it like when you used to go into a supermarket and there'd be a new cheese and there'd be someone giving away free samples of a cheese it's exactly that you're giving away a free sample you're giving away a little chunk a bite-sized piece in the hope that they buy the full block or the full piece later down the down the line so it's just you have to decide on how comfortable you are on how many free samples you give away in order to try and generate that big one sale that you you require um and again i know people will be looking at ways to make instant money but that's not necessarily always the 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 possibility here so use this time to make some online content and so you have passive a passive income so this is something we thought about like these the again if you're say you're a you're a um a restaurant you might start to give away recipes or or tips or if you're a builder or a decorator then you might develop a series of online videos on how to's or how to do something or I love this idea because I think that think about all the people that are going to be wanting to do DIY Mm. on Easter weekend and just feel like they don't know where to start. I think that there's quite a lot of good opportunities for decorators um, and that that world of work at the moment. Yeah, and you you might have had this idea previously and want to do it, nice production, good filming, get get someone that has a decent ability with a camera to, to do it for you. But at the moment, setting your iPhone up or setting your iPad up or whatever it might be and getting your girlfriend, wife, husband to just hold it and point it at you, that will do at the moment. And that is fine. And people will understand that that is enough. And also people are really utilising Instagram Live and um, IGTV mm. um, because obviously the production value of those sort of things doesn't have to be great whereas on youtube i still think people are leaning towards better produced content on youtube whereas if you were to just stick to igtv and instagram live which so many people are doing right now i think that you can keep the production a bit lower people expect the production to be a bit lower in fact if it's too polished they might be a little bit like "Mm, i don't know um and it's just a really really easy way to continually get content out there yeah so i think use this time to build that content and to have that content and that can be and then yeah you just decide on your structure plan of what you're going to give away for free versus what you're sort of wanting to charge for and wanting to pay for go back to my my friend who's an osteopath he's doing um one minute videos on social media with the intention that in a, in a couple of weeks, couple of months, whenever he's ready, he will release an online, um, an online osteopathic osteo, not sure, um, like content, and he's going to start selling stretches and videos and download plans and things like that, which you will have to pay for some of it, and that is how he is going to try and generate some income in this time. But at the moment, he's just selling, he's just giving away, he's just publishing free tips and tricks and ideas on his social media account to and sure they're, they're getting views but they're not getting thousands and thousands of views but he knows that this is a slow process he knows he needs to build it up and he needs to 
just keep doing it in order to then when he is ready to release this paid content to have that mini audience to 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 serve it to yeah um so next point is uh, about looking at competition as well because there are so many people doing such inventive things out there at the moment even if they're not your direct competition so if you're a local business for example um you might look at your direct competition and see what they're doing but look at what people are doing further afield in the uk generally there are some people who are being incredibly inventive with their ways of reaching out to the public um and even if they're not in the same line of business as you you might just see an idea that you can tailor to suit your business so i would say it's a really good time to just get following other small businesses sharing their content because not only does that help them it also helps you to see how people are responding to things that other people are doing which is so important yeah and i think it will create whatever comes out of this it will create a bit of a shift because you can't at the moment we can't look at the big boys and the big companies and see what they're doing because they do they're in the position they can just shut their stores or turn off their websites so if you are a small food outlet you can't just go oh what are mcdonald's doing at the moment because they've just shut their stores and that's just what they're doing so you do need to look at what other local businesses are doing or even local businesses not in your area if that makes sense like if you're say you're you're oxfordshire based and you're a small business in oxfordshire sort of look at what a small business in norfolk might be doing or look at what a small business in in edinburgh might be doing because just because they're in a different location they're probably going through the same challenges as you and probably trying to do similar things to you so look at local businesses that aren't necessarily local and i think this is a really interesting opportunity because whenever in the past has everybody been going every business been going through the same challenge um so you can see the companies who are thriving from that challenge and you can unfortunately see the companies who just don't know where how to take their next step so i think that there are two ways to to approach this difficult time and if you want your business to continue and you want to see it thrive post the coronavirus then these are the types of things that you need to be thinking about quite actively yeah and i think like you say it's it's a time where i don't want to say it but it's unprecedented because they you can't you can't look at the big boys you can't look at the big companies because we do and so many more eyeballs are on small companies at the moment because they are the ones that can keep things going they are the ones that they're your warehouse whether that is just you and your wife in the in the garage is still running it's still operational so there's going to be a much there's going to be such a reliance on small businesses and small independent retailers to and, fulfill these sort of online demand yeah and and um i think it's a really nice opportunity to partner with some of these local businesses as well um, and i've seen so many companies do this really nicely um for example you might be a yoga teacher and you pair up <coughs> with a nutritionist to do an instagram live so you're giving people more information but you're also building your relationship with other local businesses so that when everything does go back to normal you have built great relationships with new people um i've also seen our local deli is partnering with loads and loads of local farms 
to bring the best local ingredients to us and that relationship is going to see them so well in the future because they're going to get great um, discounts from all of these partners who will not forget what they're doing because without this sort of middleman um, deli a lot of these small farms they wouldn't have anyone to sell to so I think that see it not only as an opportunity to build relationships with your customer base but also with your, with other people who could be potential partners or suppliers um, and you are of course as we've said we're all in this together mm. so um, try to to help where you can yeah I think that's like you say it's so unique that we've all got a common interest and a common cause at the moment so reaching out to a, another small business is so it's, it's easy at the moment it's it's effortless really for that that introduction because what else are we going to talk about so um yeah start to start to look at who you can reach out who you can build your network and they might be able to help you you might be able to help them and like you say post all of this then you are going to have some really strong uh, commercial relationships yeah and the last point is also about helping um so it's sort of come around quite nicely um there are ways that you can help and be and you can volunteer you can volunteer for um like the government are doing a lot of volunteer schemes at the moment um my mum is a counsellor and she's just signed up to um give her time to nhs staff who are struggling just phone counselling sessions and there are plenty of opportunities for you to just help people out um and if you can't help people out in that respect due just perhaps due to what you do for a living not everyone has got the um capabilities for like my mum for example then i've seen some social media accounts who have done a really good job of posting local updates about what's happening um whether that's supporting what other small businesses are doing just giving updates of of things that the government say or interesting information that is relevant to their local community um just basically be a helper um help people out when they feel like they are not sure what's going on keep yourself involved in local community conversations um and basically the own the the one thing that you shouldn't do as a business is just disappear off the grid because i know it's tempting during these difficult times but i think for the benefit of our mental health as well it's actually quite nice to to still speak to people and to to keep up a bit of a routine yeah and even if even if you are going to volunteer um whether that is fully at the goodness of your heart or if you do see it as an opportunity then that's still that's still okay because if if you are volunteering and you can do it then it's um it it, it it's still building your profile and it's still building your awareness of what you do and you might see that giving away some of this content or giving away this information is a form of volunteering and, and doing good so treat it like that and and yeah and like you say just just be positive at the moment try and try and stay on top of your own mental health as well and your own physical health because it's easy to let the two slide yeah. when you're just indoors all the time agreed and now we just have our quick fire round. Right, let's just let's just oh. round up quickly because oh, I think okay. we went over a lot of information. So, um, if you don't already have an online store or presence, then look at how you can do that. If you do have some money to invest in a 
web designer developer then this might be a good opportunity to set up a proper e-commerce store um, there's plenty of people you can reach out to, to to do that if you if you don't have that money at the moment then there are alternatives there are free setups through Facebook um, I think Instagram also offer a, a store type facility or, or even Etsy for example we didn't talk about Etsy if if you talk if you sell items or products Etsy or not on the high street or Truva is the same Truva yeah, yeah Truva. you have to you have to be a you have to have have a physical shop to be on Truva okay though. so there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of platforms that are already built that have an audience that have the setup that's easy to upload products and take payments and things so just do a little bit of research find what works for you whether you want to go down the the free or the paid route um then become a become an industry expert or a leader or a thought leader by creating tutorials downloadable guides um, online videos podcasts whatever it might be to start building up that audience to start building your credibility in your industry in your world and don't be deterred if you think that it's difficult to transfer your business online because that's not the case there's plenty of examples of businesses that shouldn't work online that do work online or industries or freelancers that shouldn't work online that do work online so start to build that up um, and work out what you're willing to give away for free versus paid you will have to probably do a little bit of work for free but don't look at it that way look at it though that you are building something and that you're you've got a long-term plan um, don't don't try not to be so short-sighted that you think oh, I can't give away this how-to tip because I should be getting paid to give away this information no look at it from a long-term point of view that one small tip could lead to having five new clients in the future and yeah use this time to to be pro proactive and if if you are in the unfortunate position that you can't work then don't just mope and sit around and and wait for that government grant do some things do some admin do some um create that passive income so that when you are work, when you are when we are back to normal you can still sell these things in the background again i didn't use i, I was thinking about it but a good example is in the photography world a lot of photographers at the moment have had all their gigs cancelled because they can't whether that's events or or interact face to face weddings whatever it might be they, there's a lot of photographers that aren't working at the moment so use this time to build up your stock photo library or to um whatever it might be create presets and all of these i don't want to go into too much detail but there's so much you can do as as a photographer that that will be your main source of income at the moment but when you go back to work and when you're back to normal it can become a passive income and you could be earning 100 200 500 pound a month whatever it might be in your sleep technically because these things are there and they're available and they can be bought online or downloaded whatever it might be so a lot of people talk about passive income but i think now is the time to make that your full income stream and then you can turn that into your passive income stream once things are back to normal um, look at what others are doing look at the competition look at local businesses that aren't local to you see what other hairdressers are doing see what other uh, videographers are doing whatever industry you might be in try and try and scope out try and get creative try and think how do I transfer that into my world again 
Mrs. Hinch, the cleaning influencer, might have looked at Joe Wicks and thought, how do I do what he's doing in the personal training world and do that in the cleaning world? And she was the first to do it. She was very creative, very different. And now she is that thought leader. She's that expert. She she could write books, do TV appearances, whatever she wants to do based off giving away that, that information, that free content to start with. Um, and also whilst you're looking at the competition, it might be a good chance to partner with some people around you or in a similar world, um, sort of build those commercial relationships as well as your your customer relationships. It's a nice time that we're all in a joint cause, we're all in a, a fight together, um, and you never know that some of these conversations might lead to some paid work or they might lead to more clients or whatever it is. So just start to talk to people, interact, and it's an easy way to introduce yourself because um, we're all going through, we all, it's, it's it's like um, we've all got we all support the same football team at the moment because we can all talk about the same thing and then finally be a helper be a volunteer try and if you can spend some time and give some time and expertise away to help certainly those that need it at the moment um, whether that is key workers or people that are in financial difficulties whatever it is just just at the moment it's important to be as community led as possible and to support small businesses and we didn't actually talk about what you could do for some small businesses I've seen that like gift cards and vouchers and those sort of things are very popular at the moment because yes hairdressers we still we're going to need our haircuts again so I've seen people say give me six months worth of hairdressing in a voucher so your cash flow is okay yeah that's a good idea Um, so there are things as well that you could do if you like I'm sure just looking online at what other people are doing, you'll you'll get a sense of that. So, and you could start to sell gift cards or gift vouchers or, um, yeah, or whatever it might be. If you if, so, there's there's loads out there. So I think that is that is our tip. So yeah, I hope that you found this useful. Um, and obviously, as as always, please feel free to ask us any questions if you've got any that you've you've thought of. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do the quick fire round? Have we got time? Yep. Okay. Um, have you bought anything? I, I, we've actually kind of not been, not been purposely avoiding buying things, but there's just not really much that you can buy when you're not leaving the house. No, and I think we've, <laughs> we've, from a personal point of view, we've spent a lot of time sorting things out and clearing things away and throwing things away. So we're on the other side of things at the moment. There probably will be a time in, where we've cleared out everything we think oh, okay now we need to rebuy some stuff yeah so um and then watch i have we both actually just started watching the split which i don't know if you're enjoying as much as i am but i am i really really enjoy it. it's a bbc um legal drama and it's very good it's good yeah i have enjoyed it it's it doesn't have the polish and the finesse of some of these hollywood netflix series. i disagree i think it's great but I can see the merit, and I I think, I I think it will be good. Um, but yeah, British dramas never quite have the same initial no. initial fighters. Uh, I think I think it's very good. Um, next up, read or listen. I have I'm still reading Handmaid's Tale. Tale, tale, tale. <laughs> I'm not very good at saying that word. Um, 
I will still be reading this for the foreseeable future. It's quite a lengthy book and it's very good. However, um, in the current climate, it's quite um, sad at times. Well, sad for a lot of it. And, I, and sometimes I just find it a little bit heavy. So I think if you can find a really easy read, like um, I'm also listening to Marianne Key's um, Grown Ups, and that's just a really easy um fun enjoyable not much not much death um it's just it is really quite nice to listen to at the moment so try and find happy books yeah my mine isn't mine's a bit a bit of a left field one but i think try and listen to the radio and the reason i say this is because one people might be out of their routines where they listen to the radio at work and now they're not because they're at home with the kids or whatever they're doing but I think, and also it's, it might sound weird, but it's uh, it's listening to different people and other people. And you almost feel, because we're so desperate for this sort of human interaction and this human validation of some degree, some sort, I think I've, I've enjoyed listening to the radio a lot more and listening to people interacting and being live. And I, I don't know, I find it, there's sort of another level to it at the moment. So yeah. um, I think sort of don't just retreat back into your sort of your shell still try and do some of the the normal things as such yeah um and lastly self-care tip um which i think that we all kind of need a bit of self-care advice at the moment um for me i would probably say that it's limiting my news intake um, I've just I only now watch the briefing on the TV that's pretty much the only thing that I'll watch apart from if there's some sort of breaking news um, I've just found it makes a massive difference to my mental health really just to not be consumed by it 24-7 and mine is I've spoken about this before but it's it's even more important now it's getting that separation between work and not work and for us, I know we're very fortunate that our work hasn't really changed and we're we're still busy as 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 we were, which is great. Um, and I'll never complain about that. But it's very easy to think, oh, I'll just work seven days a week and I'll just work into the evenings because what else is there to do? I'm not going out on a Saturday anymore, so why don't I just work and get some things ticked off the list? But I think it's important not to do that. And it is important to have some form of separation. Um, yeah, I agree. I and, think it's really important. And certainly if you are working from home and you're used to working from home, then it's so easy just to slip into doing more and more and more work because you think, what else is there to do? Yeah. But that is quite a, a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, I hope that you've enjoyed this um we've put quite a lot of thought into it just because i know that this is very very important for small businesses at the moment and i hope that you're all doing well keeping well staying indoors washing your hands yeah <laughs> um and we will see you soon for another episode thanks for listening thank you bye bye thanks for listening to outsourced 